Welcome to the Police and Crime Podcast with me, Matthew Scott. If you're watching on YouTube, please remember to subscribe and like this video and make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Google or other players. Do the police need to have a degree to be effective in their job? It's a really important question that many people are asking at the moment and with good reason as well. The new Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, this is one of the issues that she was looking at um, prior to her resignation and I'm sure will be back on her agenda now. I've coordinated a letter on behalf of 16 police and crime commissioners and police and fire and crime commissioners as well to her to end the effective need for the police to have a degree. There are great police officers who don't have a degree. There are great police officers who do have a degree. However, we're now in the situation where you effectively need to have one to operate as a police officer. The PEQF programme, which was introduced a few years ago, means that police officers have to have a degree once they have qualified. And as a group of 16 of us, we don't think that is right for a number of reasons. One, because we think it narrows down the choice of candidates you get for police officers. Uh, we're trying to meet a recruitment target of 20,000 at the moment. We're 77% of the way there, as the Home Office told us this week. And in Kent, we've got more police officers than ever before. But we didn't need degree programmes in order to achieve that. So what we've done uh, as a small group, writing as individuals, not as a conservative group, as a group of individuals, is we've said to the Home Secretary that we need to end the effective need for a police officer to have a degree. And by that we mean that we have suggested that they bring back the old programme and make the degree programme optional. So police forces could say we will run some degree programmes, but we'll run some non-degree programmes as well. That, I think, will deliver a better balance in police training. That means that you'll be able to better recruit special constables or PCSOs or police staff into policing who sometimes join as police staff or volunteers first. That will be a really good way of helping maintain that flow of really good people into policing. There'll be career changes, such as those who may be leave the military or other careers who we want, who have got skills that we need, and we can better integrate them into policing much, much quicker. So there are very good reasons not to offer a degree programme. That's not to disparage the degree programme as a whole. There are obviously some police forces who want it, who feel they need it, uh, and there are, in some circumstances, like our own Investigate First programme, really good examples of where it's increased the diversity of talent coming through. We have many, many more women coming through on our Investigate First programme, our detective pathway, which is really, really good to see. But I don't think we need to be in a situation where the only way to qualify as a police officer is to end with a degree. I have family in the police, as many of you will know. My father retired as a chief inspector, uh, temporary chief inspector in London. Uh, my brother serves as a police officer and I have other members of my family who've been police officers and they didn't need a degree to get into policing and they didn't need a degree to do a good job. There are, as I said at the beginning, police officers with degrees who'll be doing a great job. There'll be police officers without degrees who'll be doing a great job. But we need, as police and crime commissioners, who oversee training and make sure that police officers have got the skills they need, 
when they go out onto the streets. We need the local accountability, the local flexibility to meet our recruitment goals, get great people into policing, and I believe we don't need a degree to do that. So our call is to end the effective need for police officers have a degree, give chief constables back the flexibility, and I think we'll be able to meet our recruitment targets and get the 20,000 officers in in a fast and efficient way. Recruiting. This is not your standard job. Unit 2 required to attempt crime in progress. This is not your average 9 to 5. Unit 2 on scene. Vehicle check, please. Standby control. We don't subscribe to the daily grind. Mail making off. Assistance required. Stop, please. This is the job that counts. You're under arrest. Suspect in custody. A profession with real career opportunities. Become a Kent police officer and join an outstanding force. Apply now at kent.police.uk. So I've come down to Ashford this morning to meet with Councillor Peter Feesey, who is on the Police and Crime panel, to talk about crime and antisocial behaviour in the town. But whilst I've been here, I've been given the pleasure of a tour of the Ashford Volunteer Centre. Uh, Peter, tell me a little bit more about the centre. Uh, The centre's been going for about 45 years now within Ashford. we do lots and lots of different things with it. We, um, we have a car service that we have about 35 drivers that take people to different venues, um, hospital appointments, uh, dentist appointments, even shopping trips. Uh, we have befenders, which we have about 20 befenders that go into people's houses uh, and just befriend the, the elderly people. Um, but they tend to be, vol- uh, 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 they're all volunteers as well. Um, we have many sheds here, so we hold sessions with uh, um, uh, men that are normally over 65 that are, 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 are obviously been retired and they need a bit of extra support mentally, really, um, and they want to feel worth and I, uh, what we do is just run sessions for them and they build um, different things like bird boxes or animal boxes and uh, 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 that kind of uh, thing. But it's, it's sessions that, uh, that, that take them out of the home environment and give them something to do. We also have a, uh, two care navigators that work at William Harvey Hospital and they deal with the discharge of patients up there. We have a cancer cafe that we invite cancer sufferers to come in um, and uh, really just have an opportunity of speaking to a Midland nurse or somebody that has gone through the same trauma that they've actually come through. And we also do a games club, um, which we offer the elderly, um, perhaps that are suffering from social isolation, um, the opportunity of meeting others, to have a good old laugh. Um, and sometimes you can come in here and, and the laughter is almost palpable. It's sort of, a, um, from the men in sheds, they'll have a good old laugh, a good old chat, a cup of tea, and exactly the same with the Cancer Cafe and the Game Club. Um, it's, I've been here for, what, 20 years now, and I'm actually the chairman of the Ashford Volunteer Centre, but I always feel um, that we have a unique... Uh, a lot of individuals that actually give up their time selfishly to help others and it's been an honour really to be the chairman of it and be part and parcel of actually doing something good within the community. And what support does Ashford Borough Council give to the Volunteer Centre? Ashford Borough Council um, tends to um, give us money for different projects so at the moment we're dealing with um, some of the uh, evacuees from Afghanistan. Uh, we de- deal with um, uh, um, uh, other refugees within the borough, the Syrian refugees, but we give support for that and with that Ashford Borough Council pay for us. But by and large we're quite an independent 
operation. We are actually running the uh, Kent Volunteers for Kent County Council and again we receive sums of money for doing that. We get money from the National Lottery and a wide range of uh, uh, different sponsors but we, we learned a few years ago not to put all our eggs in one basket so we, 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 we have people there was one um, gentleman that uh, lives in Germany and he's actually given us his pension every month to uh, help fund the volunteer centre. Wow. And also we rent rooms to different organisations like the Shore Trust Uprising, uh, Royal Society for Prevention of Blind, um, and a whole host of other um, people that pay us rent to, um, to rent rooms within the building. So that's really how we get most of our money. Um, but Ashford Borough Council is very, very supportive. We've had a very, very good relationship with them over a long period of time. Um, they see the benefit of volunteers within Ashford um, and we value their, uh, um, their commitment to volunteering within Ashford. And you've also been instrumental in bringing some projects into Ashford to tackle crime and antisocial behaviour. Can you tell us a little bit about those, such as the work you do with Charlton Athletic? Yes, um, part and parcel of what we, what I did when I first came into the to the role of community safety and wellbeing was actually speak to the new chief inspector and see what we could actually do to. Um, to see what the council, it's us actually working unison with the police and we wanted to see what we could do to help. And one of the projects we came across was um, certainly Ashford, Ashford Partnership Against Crime. Um, we wanted to, um, they had analogue radios and we wanted to put in a cash injection to give them digital radios to allow them to, um, most of the businesses within the town centre to speak to one another to report crime and also um, give those radios to our police within Ashford um, to allow them to um, be part and parcel of responding very, very quickly to any antisocial behaviour or, or crime. The other thing was social, it was um, chart and athletic. Um, I um, originally felt what could we do to not criminalise the, the youth of Ashford, but what we can do to try to engage them. And certainly chart and athletic came into, um, into Ashford. Uh, we got funding from Matthew Scott, the Police and Crime Commissioner. Um, we got funding from the Premier League and Ashford Borough Council uh, matched that funding as well. And brought Charlton in there, they've been running uh, ball game sessions, they've been running diet sessions, they've been doing an awful lot on county lines. Um, I think they've done 900 pupils in Tower School and we've just brought that out to um, uh, Sir John Wallace, which is another school and would like to uh, expand that to the North School. But they're doing lots and lots of mentoring sessions, lots and lots of um, uh, uh, football clubs in the evening uh, for people after school. But most of those pupils are very, very willing to do it because they all think they're going to be football stars because they're all going to be um, footballers for chart and athletic. Um, and you do get a, a, a really good feel and, and a vibe from those sports set, uh, sessions. Um, but they've done so much within Ashford and we've managed to expand the programme for a further three years so we will have had them for four years and it, it, it's us trying to look at certain areas that we can help the police but it, it, it's all part and parcel of uh, uh, working within the council, within the police to see what we can all bring to the table to help the residents of Ashford. Brilliant Peter, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much Matthew, nice seeing you.